Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, as we carry on in this new year, this is episode number 281 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Learning from the Wilderness, part two. I desire that we learn from the wilderness experience of the year 2020, so we may live more fully in the year 2021. Let's glean wisdom from 2020 and live better or be more victorious in this present year. So this month, I am sharing from the Exodus experience recorded in the book of Exodus. I shared last week, so please go and listen to that podcast if you have not already. And please share our podcast with others and ask them to subscribe to get them weekly and make sure that you do the same. Now, last week, we saw that you may be allowed to get between a rock and a hard place or in a no-win situation that may confuse you as to God's will and what God is allowing in your life at any particular time. He may allow you to be put in a situation that only he can deliver you out of. Now, we're not to fret during these times. These situations can provide a new level of faith and growth on each one of our part. We need to be able to see Jesus, see God, our Lord, in a way that we never saw him before. So we need to be careful not to think that something is always wrong and that it must be the devil but if there is sin in our lives, we need to acknowledge it and to confess it and to repent. But if we have done that already and we're still confused as to why we seem to be in a hard situation, then we need to get our focus on God, place our faith in him, and wait to learn what it is that he wants us to do next. As we saw in Exodus chapter 13, and in verse 18 last week, it said, so God led the people. So God led the people. They were in his will in regards to the way in which they took in the wilderness. And then his presence was very evident with them. It says in verse 22, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night before the people. Even though they were in a situation now that they're between a rock and a hard place, here they are where they have the sea on one side and then where Pharaoh's army is going to come and 
bind them in, okay? But yet in that situation, God led them, God instructed them, but not for their demise, but for their growth and for them to know that he truly is the Lord God. And we're going to see that because today, let's just look real quick at Exodus uh, chapter 14, and we're just going to glean some things from chapter 14. We're not going to go expositorily as I like to do, but we're just going to pick up some things so that we can learn from the wilderness experience. Let this part of the passage give you hope when you feel trapped or shut in by life. You know, the wilderness is where God shapes his people many, many times. So now as we look at Exodus chapter 14, it tells us that the Lord spoke to Moses. Okay, we see that in verse 1. And then in verse 2, we see where he gave instruction for them to camp before the sea. And then let's pick up with verse 3. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. So here Moses was told, given instructions by the Lord. We see that in verse 1 of um, chapter 14. And Moses was being obedient as to where the children of Israel were to camp. But then the Lord had also warned him what Pharaoh was going to think and what was going to happen, that they were going to be hemmed in, that Pharaoh was going to pursue them. So let me just point out, let me just stop for a minute and point out something to you. Many times you might find yourself in a situation where God is telling you to do something and it doesn't seem to make sense to you why God would do it that way. It's not up to you to try to explain to God why his plan doesn't seem correct or why you feel he should do it another way. What we need to do is to obey God and listen to him because he knows the beginning from the end. He, know, he knew in verse 3, he was telling um, Moses what Pharaoh was going to say, what Pharaoh was going to think, and how Pharaoh would consider and look at the situation and think children of Israel were going to be closed in by the wilderness and have no way out. He also informed them that he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Now, we got to be careful because when we read this, we're like, well, God did evil. No, God will never do evil. The thing is, is that Pharaoh's heart was already rebellious. And so God just took what Pharaoh decided as far as like being rebellious and made him more rebellious. In that, he knew that Pharaoh, with having his heart hardened all the more, would chase after the children Israel. And that way they would find themselves in a no-win situation where they would have the, the sea on one side, where if they moved, they would drown, or they would have Pharaoh on the other side, which if you look at that way and trying to escape, there was no way. So here they had to trust the Lord. And so in verse 5, it says, Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this thing? We have let the Israelites go from serving us. 
And so he made ready, and it talks about all of his chariots, 600 of them, the choice chariots and everything. And you can read this a little bit more. And in verse 8 again, it talks about how his heart was hardened by the Lord. He was already rebellious, and the Lord just confirmed it, so to speak. And so then in verse 9, it says, The Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and the chariots and everything. And they came up to them in regards to where they were camped at by the sea. It goes on in verse 10, and it says, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then verse 11, Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we would die here in this wilderness. So now, what are we to learn from the wilderness this week? The two things I want to point out to you this week is to watch your thoughts, what you're thinking, and watch the words that come out of your mouth. First of all, we realize that Pharaoh, even though he was a rebellious, mean, sinful man, it was his thoughts that caused him to pursue the Israelites. He thought in himself, wait a minute, they're hemmed in. And then his words also. He, he made commands and said, okay, we're going to pursue them. What were we thinking about? But then you come to the Israelites, and here it says how they became very afraid, and they cried out to the Lord. Now, okay, we need to acknowledge the reality that we're in a, a hard situation, and it's nothing wrong with acknowledging the reality. And of course, the best thing to do is to cry out to the Lord. But look at what happened after that. All of a sudden, they forgot that it was the Lord that delivered them out of slavery and brought them in, into the wilderness. They began to take their focus off of the Lord and put it on Moses. And they began to, with their thoughts and with their words, blame Moses for bringing them to where they were. Moses wasn't their deliverer. God was. All the way to the point that their words was like, wait a minute. We should have just stayed in, in Egypt in slavery because it would have been better than to die out here in the wilderness. One of the things you have to be careful is, is calling on the Lord and claiming that you're seeking him and at the same time complaining with the words that come out of your mouth. Watch your thoughts. Make sure that even though fear has been erupted in your mind, that you do talk to the Lord, you do cry out to him. But then don't turn around and look at man or look at the situation and then all of a sudden allow corrupt thoughts and corrupt words to proceed out of you. Because then what you're doing is you're taking your focus off of the Lord and not giving the glory in the situation, but rather you're making the situation and maybe a person who's involved in it elevated higher than God. This is just a snapshot. Again, each week I feel like as a teacher, I want to say so much more. But if nothing else, just this week, get that. That sometimes when you're between a rock and a hard place, you've been following the Lord. You're trying to trust him. You know that your pres his presence is with you. But you don't understand the situation. 
Acknowledge the reality of where you are. Cry out to the Lord, but be careful to not think thoughts that are contrary to giving God the glory and being your savior, your king, your deliverer. And be careful what words you speak in blaming others, complaining, or altogether squashing whatever faith you may have expressed earlier in the Lord that your words now just to feed all of that. So let's just continue next week as we get into pursuing a little bit more understanding and how to learn from wilderness experience. I trust that you'll share these podcasts with others. And in the meantime, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.